Okay, uh, good evening everyone, and welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I'm joined today by Bob, who's over there making the bug eyes. <laughs> I don't know, I was like, where's the camera? It's pointed <laughs> in a strange direction today. Uh, yes, it is actually... Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Um, you're straight on, and I'm like up from a. I've got a Dutch angle going on. Hey, oh. hi, there I am. Dutch. Uh, At least you don't have a Dutch oven going on. Oh man, you know there's a there's a much there's a good version of a Dutch oven that actually makes delicious baked goods. Which yes. you know, the the Dutch oven has gotten such a terrible name. <laughs> really popular culture has really oh, served man. it. Served it poorly. Uh, anyway, that's why my business called the Dutch oven failed. I think. I think possibly. <laughs> you know, and, and also, do you serve Dutch babies? Uh, fucking delicious. By I have the way. not had or served a Dutch baby. It's literally just a just a apple pancake in a oh. frying pan, but it's fucking delicious. Oh, it's like a chocolate baby. Mm, I have never had that either. Oh. That's just the kind of candy. Oh, yeah, it is. Anyway. All right. So n- enough eating babies talk. <laughs> this is finally, I've finally had enough talk about eating babies for one episode. Oh, man. Uh, You've had your fill. Th- hey, because <laughs> of all the babies I've eaten. Uh, all right. So let us talk about this comic that we both read that we are we... very familiar with and know everything about called 007 for King and Country number 70. Or seven or five. Number five. Number five. Mm, number double oh five. Uh, uh I flipped through it. The art's fine. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. That's... I mean, I don't know. I I flipped through everything except for Grim Fairy Tales and maybe a couple others. Fair. Sure. We didn't we didn't even care enough about Grim Fairy Tales to put it on It's out if you want it. It's on it the is. website. It does exist and we do carry it. Uh, because we have one person who wants it, so we do that. Yeah. Uh, Abbott, 1979. This series was really awesome. I liked it quite a bit in this, its original format, but yeah. uh, I have not read this issue. This issue is good. It takes place, uh, Abbott's 19... In 1979. Go, go, go figure. It takes place six years after the last series, Abbott, 1973. Um, Damn. And uh, it's, Time is uh, so squishy. Yeah, it's the ongoing battle of light versus dark that seems to power so many comics this week. Comical books. Comical books. They love they love that uh, that dichotomy of light what and dark. What if dark was light? What Dude. if evil was light and good was dark oh man you're freaking (laughs) blowing my mind what if we were just like molecules in like a giant's toenail man oh man that'd be crazy that'd be fucking crazy how about archie halloween really you can't i can't even say it spooktacular no because it isn't a spooktacular it's a fucking spectacular and no you cannot have something if you're going to use the word spectacular at halloween it needs to be a goddamn spooktacular and i refuse to accept that this is not called the halloween spooktacular and so for me this is the archie halloween spooktacular it is it's actually really good uh it's got some great classic uh reprints in it and a nice cover gallery of all the various monster themed archie classic comics from the from the past and archie is dressed up as an archie comics character who is a murderous hangman is that what his deal was oh is it the hangman from the uh the, or the red hangman. circle comics he's the guy with the, he's dressed up with the skeleton suit the and comp. the he's got the the skeleton costume and the red cape or Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I, mean, I think he was just wearing a skeleton costume. No, that is because of the little thing there. Is it the terror? The terror. The terror. He is the terror. Wait, is that Archie? I thought the terror was uh, different. I mean, uh, currently it Public is owned domain. by- Public domain. Well, yeah, it's currently owned by Dynamite, I believe. Mm. And Dynamite 
likes to take public domain characters and, and say, say they own they them, own them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> even when the creator of jet boy is alive <laughs> they're like jet boy's ours nobody yeah. took it and he's like i'm still here <laughs> like, i was saying ownership <laughs> I, uh, yes boo I, ownership i was saying boo earns uh how about boo Atman? Boo. Number 138, it's the Misfits edition of Batman. Yes, Batman 138. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's fine. I, it's the Gotham War. I, I, there's not really a lot you could say about it without kind of like giving away. He does some real, he, Batman's starting to do some real fucked up shit. And whereas previously I was yeah. like, why would anyone not be on Batman's side in this? Now I'm kind of like, oh, that's why, because he did that fucked up shit. Um, but so something's clearly amiss. It definitely feels like within that is, the brain of the bat. Yeah, there seems to be a bunch of stuff like they keep doing that with Batman, where they're just like, okay, since we already know that he's a hero and we need to have conflict here, let's just make him do things that he wouldn't do. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. That's... Although at least he is going ham on the not killing part. He's still not killing. That is true. That's good. And it is Zadarsky, so I will give it... Yeah, no, it's good. It was an enjoyable read. I will give it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, let's see. Oh, my little Coast City sticker is being obfuscated a little bit. Yeah, uh -huh. whatever. You can't see his little, little doodly boppers. Uh -huh. That's fine. Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Yep. Uh, yep, it's animation. It's good. It's a good quality comic book. You know, and If you want a classic style Batman, sure. then you can't get more classic than this. I mean, classic... Uh, Bruce Tim style. Well, yeah, but that's really yeah. classic Batman. Sure when you is. when you get to, like boiled down to the, you know, it's not like mm, boiled down Batman. <laughs> Some of my favorite. Boiled down to the core concept. What about Birds of Prey? Love it. Oh, I yeah. love it. Uh, there is a the deepest dive character. I was like, you know me being like a deep DC person for my entire life, and there was yes. like this character that shows up, and I was like, where do I know? <laughs> That character. I was here from. for this moment. That you were was. Here. You're reliving it now for the sake like, of the audience. How in the hell is this a character that you were from the like a total most forgettable? I mean, it's, it is a char a character who appeared in the '90s Barbara and Ca uh, Carl Kiesel uh, Hawk and Dove series, like post Liefeld series, like the the ongoing. And it's like a character I, that, I, as far as I know, has only appeared in that series. And I was like, holy shit. I actually had to Google it. I was like, where do I know this character from? I did recognize the character, but I was like, who, what, where? And then I found out it's from, and I was like, damn. That's, that's doing your homework. It is. It was good. It was enjoyable. I really like Bird's Prey. It's good. Uh, speaking of comics, I did not read this week. Uh, Black Panther number five is out. Give it a flip. Yeah, I feel like I was really enjoying this for a hot minute, and then I just kind of forgot to pick it up this time. Yeah. Oopsie. Same. Bloodborne, the bleak dominion. And, 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 and. I, I also gave this a flip, but could not this tell you a thing about it. Legitimately the third time we've had this comic <laughs> in like three or four weeks. It is really annoying because 100% this just keeps... Be <laughs> this is like diamond distribution issues. Uh, like... I ordered them all at the same time, and then they've just trickled in, oh. and so it's as though they're coming out, but they're not. They were supposed to be out three weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> I see. How is Diamond still in business? It's just is the question that everyone keeps asking. Born blood. Uh, 
Uh, how about Blue Beetle? It's good. I like this. I like this this team on Blue Beetle, and uh, and I was happy that the cliffhanger at the end was re- resolved in such a way that Ted Cord is not dead. Yes, um, <laughs> not killing Ted Cord. Not killing Ted Cord is a good move. Um, I mean, especially since they've killed him so many times before. <laughs> um, well, once for real and once for for fake yes. outsies. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That was a fake out. Yep. Buffy, the lastest of the vampire slayers. It's fine. It's fine, fine. says Bob. Uh, Captain Marvel Dark Tempest. It's Mm. a comic book starring Captain Marvel. Sure is. Uh, Darkwing Duck. Ironically, also a comic book starring Captain Marvel. That's so weird. Strangest crossover ever. Um, I mean, they are both owned by Disney, right? (laughs) Yep, so it absolutely could happen. But on to one of my favorite books of the week, of course. That would be... The terribly pun-enhanced DC's Ghouls Just Wanna Have Fun. Uh, oh, <laughs> ghouls. Oh, my they goodness. They wanna have fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. every single story in this thing. I like, thought it was a quality book. When you were like, there's like two or three things in it, and I was like, cool, I'll read those. And then I kept reading, and I was like, this one's great, this one's great, this one's great, uh, this one's great. I yeah. liked everything in it. They were, but I will say, for me, the star of the show, as a, I mean, knowing who of I course. am, uh, the star of the show was that heartbreaking robot man story. The, my favorite was, <laughs> there was a great moment, so it's, this isn't really a spoiler. He's being haunted by the ghosts of people who he has let down in his life. Well, and people who have died. And who have like, died yeah, because he the, let the, them the, down. All the dead cast members of Doom Patrol, yes. which there are significantly more than I, I mean, I knew about them all, but I was like, I never really thought about them all at once. And my favorite part was he's walking up the stairs and the punk rock kid is there and he's like, and I, and as soon as you left, I died. And he was like, I don't even remember who you are. So if that tells you anything about what your impact on the world. Oh man. <laughs> is like, that, oh. uh, is that, it was it karma. Was <laughs> that who like it was? That. I got to look. You can keep, you can keep, yeah. keep going, but, but uh, there's, there's so many good ones. The, the Superman one is wonderful. Oh, and the, Javier like, Rodriguez did the art. Yeah. It's like, bam. Just, I mean, honestly, there are a bunch of them that are really good. I even really liked the Lobo one where they just make a joke out of the fact that he looks like Jason Momoa. So they dress him up like Aquaman and then he gets in a fight with King Shark because he thinks he's Aquaman and it's just fun and stupid. And uh, somehow Lobo doesn't just knock King Shark's head off. I don't understand how that happened, but maybe he was in a good mood. It was Karma. That's the guy. <laughs> yes. His name's Wayne. Wayne Karma. Wayne. His superhero name was Karma. I didn't know he was, I, Actually, I didn't know he died either. I, wish, I also didn't know Fever from the John Arcudi run was dead. I wish his name Bullshit. was Karma and he went by Carl as a superhero name or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's something I have never Karl-ma. seen done before. Is like some random, like somebody who has like a superhero name as their actual birth name. And then, and then they go as like Tim. <laughs> I, I need just to want see. to be called Tim. I would just rather be Tim. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry. Dead by Daylight is a comic book. And uh, Is that the one that's in the bag? It is in a bag. And just in case you were worried, one of the characters does love farts. As it says. <laughs> I did see that on the on cover. The cover. Loves farts. And you can get an in-game code 
hopefully for some sort of t-shirt that says I love farts that would be mm, probably the best be thing we could cool. get uh, this is a reprint here that we have of Detective Comics number 140. That would, of course, be the first appearance of The Riddler. Yes. He's indeed. like the Joker, but less funny. It also has um, the boy Commandos. And uh, let me get closer to my microphone so I'm normal sounding. Uh, it also has, what else was in that? Slam Bradley, but with like significantly better art than any that I remembered Um previously and there's a few other features in there that are pretty cool i love these facsimile editions even if they are a little slightly smaller than they would have been when they were first published and a little therefore slightly muddier uh they still are cool and you get all the ads and the fun stuff and you get to to experience the past in a whole new light yep uh, <laughs> there it is. You just saw me because I was finishing reading this Doctor Strange comic that I didn't finish reading. Before. Oh yeah, it's I didn't Which, actually read. As it turns out, it's fucking awesome. I'm not a huge fan of the style of art that they're using for this. You like, know, like Pasquale fairy. I do normally, but there's. I think it might be the coloring. It's with Marvel. It usually it's, is. It's very like it's very pastel-y and it's like it's light and airy. And for a story that literally is like taking place in a hell realm, it's like mm. kind of an odd choice of. Yeah, look. Um, I I like this comic too much, so I didn't. I actually it's a, like I save it up a little bit, so I didn't read it cover to cover today. Also, like obviously, looking at this cover, this is. I mean, this is an Alex Ross cover, I presume. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and holy shit, man. What an amazing cover. Uh, like, I mean, I know Alex Ross is Alex Ross, and it doesn't need to be said that he's good at what he does, but holy shit, this is an exceptional piece of art. Mm. That is that is a beautiful cover. Cool. Um, Fantastic Four number 12. This is goofy. Fun. Goofy. Goofy fun. It's this the is... Fantastic Four get trapped in a world where everything is a dinosaur. And <laughs> if anyone else drew it, it would be just kind of one note. But, like, it's Ryan North. So I wish it's it like, was everything is a dinosaur. Everything is a dinosaur. Well, every person is a dinosaur. And so, like, Iron Man is flying, yes. or flying around with armor, but it's a pterosaur or whatever. Yep. But, like, it's Ryan North, so every dinosaur is, like, named and identified and, yep. like, it's very different than, like, that Jurassic League where it was just kind of, like, concept-wise it was great, but, like, execution-wise it, yeah. it wasn't. Oh, and then the dinosaur Fantastic Four are on the regular Earth with the regular superheroes. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah. That's gotta be disturbing for your friends and family to just one day find <laughs> out that you've been replaced by dinosaurs. Yep. I don't know. Uh, Another standout from DC, Fire and Ice. So good. This I love miniseries it. is awesome. And not only that, but it is a uh, like one of the better uh, modern appearances of Ambush Bug in this issue. <laughs> um, very, very good. Uh, comic true. is great. Also features a bunch of like weird also ran characters that are really fun to see. That if you are a fan of DC and particularly the JLI era of D- of uh, the Justice League, the the eighties. Uh, Giffen de Mateus era. There's some cool throws in there. There's a lot of good uh, throws to JLI this week, actually. I yeah, mean, I yeah. Blue Beetle I, had actually a good one, too. Um, and, and the Animal Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. From, uh, yeah, uh, so. yeah. Okay, uh, Ghost Lore. 
oh man, I like ghost lore. And there's a ghost lore trade out this week as well. There is. Get yes. it. If you're, if you haven't been reading ghost lore as a series and you're interested in trades, get the trade, uh, because it's out now. And ghost lore is one of my favorite current books. I really like it. Man, I'm making a mess of this thing. Don't do it. Oh, sorry. I'm fucking it all up. Clean it up. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, all right. Oh, why didn't I fucking read this? I, uh, I don't know, because honestly, it's like pretty much like right up your alley. Really good. What the hell? It's a fucking Halloween ghostwriter. I didn't even see it. Yeah, it's just him and the he fights the hood. Um, awesome. And it's it's very much like uh, it, were I in the market for a new ghostwriter comic book, I might purchase this one. It's I thought it was quite good for a ghostwriter comic. I mean, uh, modern ghostwriter comic. I hate the hood, so I'd like to see him getting beaten up. So. Well, you get that. Uh, we have G-O-D-S. What's it spell? I don't know. S- Are those periods? I can't. I don't know. Dog. Yes. <laughs> I'm dyslexic, so. No, fair. Gods, number one. This is Jonathan Hickman doing his... I'm going to fix your universe. S N O O Z E. I would have to agree with that assessment. It is a straight up snooze. If you're really obsessed with Doctor Strange, you might want to check it out. There's some interesting. Yeah, he's, stuff. he's in it for like three pages. There's some interesting ideas in it, but man, I, I don't know, yeah, dude. I don't uh, know, it's man. not my thing. And it's ten dollars. It's ten dollars. Ten fucking dollars for a comic, for a single issue of a comic book. And I, also, it's like Marvel. Like, come on, people need to earn money to buy your fucking right. comics. And it also seems like it's another one of those Marvel comics that is just to get you to another place. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, it feels like. Hold on, fans are going to need to know that we're here because we bi- we built something up. We can't just say that we're here. And so you're going to have to sit through this garbage comic. And it's like, well, then just don't read it. And it's like, okay, well, then I just spent hundreds of dollars carrying this book for nothing. Because I'm going to tell people not to read it. Uh, so, but I mean, it is true. I mean, I think Marvel fans, like diehard, like Marvel there, fans I mean, should read it. There because will it'll be, be who, like something that you have to have read in order to understand something else uh, down the road. That is frustrating, but true. Uh, but also, it's not, so it's not bad. No, that's, it's that's not bad. Unfair. The art's great. The art's incredible. And I mean, it is Jonathan Hickman. I was just taken out of it immediately because... There was just a very simplistic reading of good and evil at the beginning of it that I was like, Jonathan Hickman, really, you're like you're undertaking this giant project to fix the the whole of magic in the Marvel Universe. And your take on good and evil is light and dark. And you never go into any detail about what those concepts mean. Mm. It's like that. I feel like for me, like I was sell it as uh this will be a thing that like if you get this and read it then like and you follow the series like if you're planning on following the series like a year from now there will be like some toss back to this one issue and you'll be like oh that's so cool there's like these layers or whatever because that's his style of and the art is good the art is good yeah you know like you can't deny that the art is good it's just like i don't know man it put me to sleep well i'm gonna take another look at it and uh i'm also going to put up uh godzilla here there be dragons this is the pirate godzilla this is pirate godzilla but we have uh my favorite of the you know the main themed villains of godzilla uh i can't remember his name but he's the big lobster oh yeah lobster man 
<laughs> Lobster Man from Mars. Yes. Uh, also a fine film from the 80s. Oh, I've never Lobster seen it. Lobster Man from Mars. Uh, the Joker, Man Who Stopped Laughing. You know, I'm not terribly interested in it. To be to be fair, that said, it read a lot. Uh, like it, it read like the people who made it kind of were like, "Well, we're guaranteed to not get canceled, so like let's listen to what people are saying about it and fix it based on that." Because it really read like a more focused version of what it was previously. That said, it's a comic with the Joker. You're either gonna buy it or you're not. It's uh, that is the there's, truth. There's gonna be people who do. It also has Killer Moth in it. You like Killer Moth? <laughs> I mean, obviously, people are in it for Killer Moth. There I'd buy many, a Killer Moth comic. There aren't that many Joker fans, but there's a ton, ton of people of out Moth. there who are just like dressing up like Killer Moth. <laughs> They're just like, it- I, I'm inspired to to be an incel because I love Killer Moth. <laughs> Killer Moth. Because I just have lights. I changed around my, my name I- to Cameron Von Clear. Cameron Von Clear, which is actually still my 100% my favorite supervillain. That is uh, like oh, it's just strange, like because right? like every other supervillain gets a like he's like Mr. Moth and he's like my name's uh, Moth Mothman yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like whatever and then like this guy is like but the thing about Killer Moth that is like unfortunately that first appearance of Batgirl the the Barbara Gordon Batgirl where she kicks the shit out of him and has no training and she just like. That turned the character into a joke, but before right. that, Killer Moth was literally the anti-Batman, and he was a badass. Mm. And I wouldn't mind seeing him get kind of get back to that, but whatever. He's in this. There's a bunch of other Mad Hatters in it, and Crazy Quilt, and a couple other weird Batman villains. Yep. 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 Uh, yep. Justice Society one through three. Uh, is that the one with the previews, or is that just one through three? That is collecting one through three of the hit series, the gold edition. Yes. I mean, hey, it's all three issues if you missed them. Sure is. Uh, Maleficent. That it's is. All one issues. Uh, of that thing. Uh, this is Masters of the Universe, Forge of Destiny. I'm guessing that if you like Masters of the Universe, this is a comic book that you'll enjoy. And if you don't, it's going to be so incomprehensible as to turn your mind into a total pile of oatmeal. That's pretty so, much what happened. There you go. Uh, all right. So here's one that we want to actually talk about, which would be Dark Horse Comics presents Cullen oh, Bunn yeah. and Brian Hurt and Bill Crabtree and Jim Campbell in The Midnight Show. This is a fun monster book with uh, classic monsters and a premise that we've seen a couple times, Night of the Ghoul, a couple other things that have come out in yeah. the last few years, oddly. It, it feels very similar. Midnight Monster Hunter, etc., etc. Or a, what was that one? The um, Where here, where Monsters Lie where, or whatever. I, sort mean, of a, I mean, a little bit. Like, except it doesn't have the theater. No. So it, it just felt like there were so many movies that felt like Popcorn the movie. By the way, if you haven't seen Popcorn the movie, see it. It's great. What about Popcorn the Song by Hot Butter? I Listen to or that, is it, too. Is Hot Butter the song by Popcorn? No, no, popcorn is the song yes, by Hot Butter. Hey, can you turn the camera on me? All right, so this is an exclusive for the people who watch the video. Here's my review of this comic book. You ready? Oh my! If God. you're just listening, you don't know what I thought about this comic book. But if you watch the video, wow. you know. Oh wow! There you it know is. how it's... strong or weak. My. That's marketing. That's that's marketing. <laughs> Trying right to there. boost some look ratings. At, look at that shit. I gave it to. It, it was two thumbs up. Yeah, this is a great. This is a great comic. Uh, this is Cullen Cullen Bunn doing his his best Cullen Bunning. Yeah, and it's it's classic monster stuff done 
one thing I will say about this movie is a uh, movie this this book. Okay, so I loved it. I say two thumbs up too. Nice. So hundred percent four that. thumbs up. So there's at the least most four, amount of thumbs. at least four thumbs up for this book. However, I do want to say this is a book that I was reading in that way that like people were saying things about. Have you seen the footage of like the U two concert? Uh, where at the, the weird dome thing in Las Vegas where it's just no. such overkill of information everywhere. It's just a, a uh, sphere of just madness everywhere. It's terrible. And it's, it's all horrifying. the information about U2. It's whatever it is. Like U2 is playing and there's just like uh, visual overload oh everywhere. God. And someone said, you know, if a caveman came in here, they'd have a fucking seizure or whatever. <laughs> and absolutely they would. I would say if this is the first comic book you've ever read, you would have no clue what is happening in this book. This is an advanced comic book for advanced comic book readers. Okay. Because the the narrative is so free and loose and switches back and forth mm. between scenarios so quickly that even there were moments when I was like, okay, you'd better be real careful here or I'm going to get lost. <laughs> like, okay. It's a good yeah. thing that this story is simple enough because well, the, it, the actual visual representations, you again, just sort of need to know a little bit you have to about know about the like the movies as well. Not just sure. the, or, sure. or the, not just the comic books because you are switching back and forth from people watching a movie to things happening in the real world yeah. and they are tying together in odd ways and it is and the visual language they use to yeah. to tell you that it's a film that you're watching as opposed to a person watching yeah. the film in real life is very subtle i will say that's maybe something they could have jacked up a little bit to make it more yeah. obvious but that said i knew but again, it is it, like like I said, I think it's it's a comic for advanced comic readers. Yes. It really is like if you've read comics your whole life, you know exactly what the hell's going on. But I think if it was your first comic, you would be confused. Yeah. Whereas if uh, My Little Pony Camp Big Hoof was your first comic book that you'd ever oh. read, uh, you would be like, "Why do people read comic books?" <laughs> well, and then you'd the throw yourself off a bridge with this. Uh, I do want to shout out with Midnight no, Show. Uh, number one, there's a cool Dan Brereton cover. Yes. Which is not the one we showed you tonight. I love Dan Brereton. Please but, hold it up oh, for I'll those who are... Here's this for yeah. the, another video exclusive, folks. I'm a huge fan of Dan Brereton. Yeah. I actually am a big fan of Nocturnals, his indie comic. Um, I was a big fan of his of his little bits in, uh, in Iron Fist. Every time they would do, uh, like... Every time they would go into, like, a dream sequence or, like... They'd go to Kunlun or whatever it was. There was some sort of thing where it would be like a break. And then that thing in some of the annuals would just go to a Dan Burton thing. And it would be mm. his art represents some sort of. And I think Mystical they've done that. Realm. Yeah, I feel like they've done that with a few things where Burton is like the dream realm or something else. Yeah. Because his his art is so singular. He, like, you know it instantly. Like, they're yeah. half a panel and you're like, oh, hey, Dan Burton. It's. Uh, I, I think I really liked his uh, '60s Batman Thrill Killer series. Yes, too. Thrill Killer was well, amazing. It was Batgirl and Robin. Yes. I think it was, but that was cool. Well, that was Chicken. I think wrote that though. And Psycho. Oh yeah, the Psycho. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Um, the new Golden Age Special Edition. Yeah, this is the one that has the previews of the upcoming sexy yes. new series. And and it looks 
way too sexy. I was one of them is way surprised. too fucking sexy. I'm sorry. Like if I was like, looking at I don't this, know. And I was but, like, but that said, it's not targeted at me. So okay, maybe well, that's sure. what you want. I just like I don't know, like a pay, a full like three pages of that shit. Like okay, oh, that's not even what I was worried about. It's um, like if if it was if it was handled like like a, a book from the fifties, I'd be like, Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. You know, like it's like, it's like a sexy gay bathtub thing that I'd be like, okay, cool. That's great. And sure. you're, you're reappropriating it for a, for a time period. Yeah. It just feels very modern. Like it feels a little too Riverdale for me. Yeah. It's very, River- that's like, a good, that's what good. Is, why is everybody so fucking like, Hot and They're seventeen, ripped too. Everyone I mean, I know it's superhero comics, whatever. Ripped but to shit. The uh, the the Wesley Dodds, uh, Riley Rosmo, <laughs> Wesley Dodds looks really good. And then there's it that. Does. There's also a preview of that new Flash, uh, Golden Age Flash. With Flash his... looks good. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm. I think I'm into that one. Yeah, we'll I see. Mean, I... It's the writer of the old Flash, so I'm psyched that he's still yeah, yeah. working on Flash on some level. And of course, again, we don't need to sell this one too much because it is phenomenal and everybody knows it's great if you listen to this and listen to anything that we say understand this kyle starks is very funny and peacemaker tries hard is the first time they've gotten the character correct there's also a way that is fun there's a totally random like as far as i know first appearance of a character in here that's like handled in such a way that's like has nothing to do with the story it's just like a throwaway but it's like a version of deathstroke that's called dance stroke (laughs) And I just like, I don't know if that character has actually appeared somewhere I else. I don't think I so. I don't think so. But it's like the way it's just like so, like they, they're just hanging out in Peacemaker's room, like just hanging out like the, like the vigilante did in the TV show, kind of. Yeah. True. Um, it, it's, it's weird. I don't, I don't quite get it, but um, I loved it. And uh, man, Red B, you really got a swan song in this one. Uh, it's it's fun. It's a super fun comic. Anyway, uh, Poison Ivy is out. Yeah. Uh, actually, this one looked pretty good. I flipped they, it and I, I was like, they, I, I think they all look cool. pretty good. I just like it's not really my my no. bag, but uh, it looks looks good. Good-ish. Yeah, it looks it looks interesting. It has it's it's interesting because it has kind of a. I, uh, this now sounds like an insult, but it feels like they're kind of cribbing Swamp Thing for her. Like I've never seen this her treated so much like Swamp Thing. Hmm. Like she basically is being she's like a surrogate Swamp Thing hmm. in this comic, particularly where she's teaming up with Killer Croc, hmm. which is actually pretty fun. Yeah, I like that. Oh man, you know what I for, I realized I just forgot to mention too is that Ghouls Want to Have Fun comic. Yes. There's a Tyler Crook story in there too. Yeah, holy crap. That. Yeah, there's the the artistic talent in that one shot is really good. Sorry to throw yeah. back to that. No, not at all. Just realized we forgot to talk about it. Uh, Power Rangers Ranger Academy is a comic book that is out. It is not something that I would be reading. Ah, uh, yeah. I am too old. It looks to like have a Boom Studios yeah. Power Rangers comic. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just unfortunately I was born too early to have caught the Power Rangers bug. Boom. I I did Boom. love Super Sentai crap. But the uh, the version that had the stuff mm. tucked into it. Sorry, when I was in college and uh, getting wasted and watching something on TV that had Super Sentai crap in it, it was Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. So, <laughs> wow. I don't think I've ever even heard of that. It was a super garbagey version of the Power Rangers done by USA Network. Oh, wow. And it was 
terrible, and Sounds I great. loved it because I it was loved almost everything that the USA Network oh. put out, but I don't remember that. With the exception of Silk Stockings, I assume. Oh, did you I don't watch know. a lot of Silk Stockings? Well, I did watch a lot of Red Shoe Diaries. Is that adjacent? Silk Stockings. I don't think so. No, but it is. I mean, it basically is. Like, uh, I mean, if it's USA Network, it's per- chances are like fifty percent at least that it's softcore porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stories are welcome. Is that is that USA where stories mm. are welcome or characters welcome? Sure, I, I think so. Can't remember. Uh, anyway, uh, Red Goblin number nine. Mm. Still Goblin. Still Goblin <laughs> after all these years would be a great name for a Green Goblin comic. Uh, Rocketeer and in the Den of Thieves. I forgot to flip through that one. Well, if you like the Rocketeer, you'll like it. If you don't, you're gonna hate it. Yep. And if you like being sad, you'll like a Rick yeah. Remender comic called Sacrificers. Uh, or if you just like a good story. I mean, okay, I, mean sure. I don't know. The, you start to get the sense of why, what, the, what it means to be one of the Sacrificers, and uh, it's not awesome. <laughs> it's not as awesome <laughs> as you'd think. One of them really the did think it was going to be awesome. Yeah, right. The first issue. <laughs> but like the second issue. a crying child away from his family to go to the sacrifice. Well, right. But in the last and the next one, then you get the, like the orca lady that's, that's like pampered her whole life and treated like royalty. And then they like get there and there's like a huge feast and they're like, oh, it's great. But it turns out it's not <laughs> totally great. Uh, go figure. You couldn't have figured that out in general i still think sacrifices <laughs> is the best book on the stand it's it is an amazing book. if i had a third thumb i would put it up i would say <laughs> i would say as far as uh rick remender books go this is if you were a fan of low <laughs> this is in the family of low as opposed to in the family of any of his goofball mick like crazo yeah nonsense it's not the scumbag it's not a it's not scumbag version of rick remender this is the low version of rick yeah. remender it's not a black science version of Rick Remender either. It is more of a yeah yeah nope. I think it's, honestly it's, the only thing that I can compare it to is Low because it's the it's the only thing he's done that has not had that comedic like offhanded right you know I'm just fucking around tone that he sometimes gets yeah you know I like it as a as a fan of punk rock jackoffs, I I like his <laughs> I like his vibe. I have absolutely no hesitation saying that it is my favorite comic book being published right now in wow. issue form. Jesus, I think it is fantastic. It's I love up there. the art. I yeah. think the story is. Uh, I like. I love. Like. I think it's executed perfectly. Nice. And you would say the same thing about Scooby Doo. Where are you, number one twenty four? I presume. I would. Uh, it is my favorite comic being published in single issue form and it's executed <laughs> perfectly. I mean, here, okay, here's the thing. It's a 10 out of 10 for a Scooby-Doo comic. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is the thing about these Scooby-Doo books is that, like, this and the uh, and the Batman crossover and, like, anytime they do a Scooby-Doo book, they're not screwing around. And that, I think, is one of those things where people are genuinely non-ironically myself included in this in this group fans of scooby-doo so if they get a chance to work on a scooby-doo book they give a shit like nobody phones it in when they get to work on scooby-doo and that's why you had good scooby-doo movies and you've mm. had good scooby-doo series and all that like for some reason it's just a character that people are like no 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 no, we got to do this right, because it's fucking Scooby-Doo. Um, 
One thing I will say that I don't understand about the Scooby-Doo series is that it's the only DC comic book that is on glossy paper. And, and $2.99. I do not know. Is it only $2.99? It is. Wow. It is because it is a kid's book, and kid's books are always two ninety nine. Huh. So they do know. Well, interesting. Motherfuckers. They, interesting. They can release. They, they can, can draw put the out line a comic. At yeah, they can put out a two ninety nine comic. We're drawing the line at nine ninety nine over at DC Comics these days. I mean, uh, they are. Marvel's drawing the line at like fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> Marvel's drawing the line. Thirty six dollar trades. Marvel will never draw the line. That uh, I still am personally. I mean, I guess personally makes sense because it was me who suffered the financial loss of this particular purchase. I am personally offended by that fucking Planet of the Apes omnibus. I bought it without looking at it, without really looking, because I just assumed that this was all of the magazines and all the comics and like all this stuff put together into a thousand page something, something odd thing. Mm -hmm. It was a 200-page omnibus, in sarcastic air quotes, of whatever, just the magazine stuff, for $75. It was so slim, it was the size of an average DC hardcover. Weird. And they were charging $75 for it, and I was just like, this is, it was criminal how much Mm. they were charging for that book. Damn. It will never sell. Can you at seventy five dollars, and of, it is not something, and you cannot send back comics. That's not a thing anymore. Oh, uh, say it's damaged. <laughs> it's weird. There's like knife holes in it. I it's don't know weird. This comic is just bad. <laughs> <laughs> I had to send it back because the comic was not good. Uh, and the thing is that like now I just want to take it home because mm. I'm like well I could knock it down in price or I could just take it home because I do love those Marvel magazine mm. Planet of the Apes comics so yeah. uh, man you know what I want for me. Marvel magazine I want um, what's the one that uh, Blade uh, no. I want that there's one Monsters oh Monsters Unleashed it may be uh, Monsters Unleashed the, it's the like, Mort Todd one no, no, it's not the Mortad one. It's um Is it the one where they talk in Fumetti where it's like No, it's one of the it's the only early Tiger appearance I don't have. Oh, it's, Chillers. It, no, It's no. not Marvel Chillers, but it's 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 called like Monsters Unleashed or or Monsters Unlimited mm. or something. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, there's one and Chris Claremont wrote it and Tony De Zuniga did oh, the art. Weird. And it's like Is that Daphne Zuniga's dad? I don't know, but Tony Zuniga was the original artist of Black Orchid, and those comics are great. Tony Zuniga is a oh, great absolutely, artist. those are great. Yeah, or the ones that he drew are great. Anyway, um, yeah, like two of no, the six or something. I would, I would love to have a collection of the Rampaging Hulk issues. Ooh, yeah, that Definitely. that I would. That is a that's a Marvel bizarre magazine. adventures. Honestly, I would like any of those to show up in in omnibus forms. I would probably buy all of them because yep. I like those magazines. Series. I mean, I, I also like the fact that they can go and do totally nutso shit. That's what's fo- that's what's so fun about those magazines is that they're off comic code, mm. and so Marvel was just like, that's where you get like that was Marvel doing the 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 black label stuff that DC would have done 
if there hadn't been public outrage about Batman's dick. <laughs> Whereas Marvel was just like, oh no, they they love this. Yeah, it's you like, want to see Dracula's dick? Sure, <laughs> we'll do whatever. It's just like, hey, check it out. I got Frankenstein's dick over here. <laughs> Come on. Everybody's two dick. Two dollars, two dollars. It's called Dick's, dick. un- Dick's Lit <laughs> Illustrated. Illustrated that was Dick's. Nas- that was just National Lampoon. <laughs> it sure was. Ew. No, that was just chesty ladies. <laughs> That's true. I, There's a lot of butt shots in National Lampoon. I sure Lampoon hated too. that when I was a kid. Oh yeah, definitely. I, mad I, about I those never, never ladies. liked finding a National Lampoon <laughs> when I was a kid. God. Uh, you know what I did like finding as a kid? What? Shazam! Shazam! <laughs> Are you a big fan of Gomer Pyle? Golly, Sergeant Carter, he said, and then turned into a big superhero. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a comic. Uh, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. She's naked. And it is fatal exams. (laughs) I get it. It's like final exams, but you die. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a very promising... uh, Mm, There's there's no uh, career forward in that. I want Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, is a punk rocker. When is that coming out? You know, pitch it to Dynamite. (laughs) Honestly, they'll just fucking do anything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, here's a comic that I actually like that is surprising. Uh, I mean, I guess it isn't surprising. I like it. Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's cool. This is a, this is actually a good comic from a publisher that kind of doesn't do very good comics, but this is actually pretty fun. If you're a fan of the series, it's the further the further adventures of your your friendly neighborhood murder Santa. Hmm. Uh, we also have a King Spawn. That is number 26. Nice. It's got a nice clown cover on there. Ew, um, it's that clown. Everybody <laughs> loves him. Everybody loves the clown. So why don't you? Why don't I? Everybody loves him. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Star Star Trek, Burr, Strange New Worlds. It's not Brave New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. That would be the one where everybody's taking Soma and having sex. <laughs> uh, Wait, what? Brave New World, Elvis Huxley. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought you were talking about some weird Star Trek series I didn't know about. It's like, (laughs) they have sexy sex comics. Sexy sex comics. Sexy sex Star Trek. Sex Uh, Trek. Yeah, Brave New World. It's that book that basically describes exactly the world that we live in right now. (laughs) Sometimes I hear words. 100% and is fucking horrifying mm, <laughs> like, yeah i will occasionally hear a, hear a series of words that i would normally understand but because of where my brain is like fair. resting oh, at yeah, that yeah. exact moment i'm like what does that mean in a pop culture world in like yeah. surrounded by all the nonsense that we are now yeah of course uh we got so this is the scorpius run number two and then we have star trek Halloween. Hmm, where they celebrate <laughs> Halloween the only way they know how. With holographic wieners. With wieners. Uh, this is Star Trek Defiant number eight. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to Star Trek because I don't want to. <laughs> that's that's my impression of Star Trek Defiant. I have opposite Star Trek <laughs> oppositional <laughs> defiant disorder. Star Trek mildly petulant. <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got Star Wars this time. Darth Vader number 39. Yay. That took every brain cell I had to figure out what that comic was. That was There's sad. a lot of weird, yeah, there's like just a lot of subheadings. Because it's the dark droids and dark, names of Darth, them. dark, Darth. Uh, Vader versus Octuparara droid. 
Is that one of those weird? I don't know what that is. It's not one of those weird monks that puts his brain into a into a spider robot, is it? I do. Is there a person who is like sees this comic and is like Octuptara droid? Holy shit! One sorry to scream million, into the microphone. Billion trillion percent. I've been waiting for Vader to face off against that droid my whole life. If you think that's not true, you I, don't I know don't, like, what Star Trek is all about. Uh, I mean, that's... Oh, I, I mean, heard that they stopped calling the music jizz. So, uh, yes, I've heard that they're... So after after I literally, I blame myself. I blame myself for bringing this <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, you put it back podcast. into the zeitgeist, man. I feel like I put it into the Our zeitgeist. music is called jizz. Oh, my God. <laughs> the jizz whalers, Disney is quietly replacing the term jizz with something else. I don't know what they're doing, but... They Joes. Don't, they don't want it to <laughs> gonna be, call it Jaws. They don't want uh, the modal nodes to be jizz whalers anymore. I'm gonna look it up while you talk about this comic. Sure, uh, but that is the thing about. So this is uh, Star Trek: High Republic: Shadow of Starlight is out. It's a new, new shot, new one shot. No, not I think one you shot. said Star Trek, but it's Star I Wars. Keep saying Star Trek over and over well, it's again because the Star Trek comics are right next to the Star Wars comics. It's driving me crazy. It's association. It is. Um, but talking about Star Wars, it is this. I keep thinking about this thing, and this is really poncy and silly, but it is funny how people like to talk about how our society is decaying because pop culture is there, you know, superhero movies, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we're literally looking at our new mythology. We're not religious. We're not doing all of the things that people did during the Renaissance. So you're literally like people get obsessed with star Wars because it is a, it is a mythos that you can go so far down the rabbit hole of that it's basically like a religion. The same thing with Lord of the Rings and those sorts of things where it's like you literally have people who are fans of something like this and they become religious about it. And so mm. when they see these little deep dives, it's like, oh shit, Job's coming into this. Oh <laughs> fuck, I can't wait to see him. I, I, I can't wait for Lot to appear. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, it's being called Jats. <laughs> jats you know what Those... we, play, we don't play jizz we play jats <laughs> you know you know what i think the internet needs to get together the way the internet can and Petition. turn the word jats into a term for jizz yes so that now <laughs> just uh, every whatever they name it becomes a, a, a every single time and now like urban dictionary get on this shit get out there get on wikipedia and be like oh jats that that just means ejaculation oh man i really got my jats off exactly let's do this let's please we're, we're gonna weaponize jats <laughs> <laughs> just fuck with Disney on every level. That'd I'm be, all for it, man. It'd be super fun. Fight the power. Uh, more dark droids. We got bounty hunters. This is always an awesome series. This is just straight up fun, dumb shit. I always love the the bounty hunter series. This is like the one Star Wars comic that I can pick up any week and enjoy it a hundred percent. Whereas, like, I'll pick up like Doctor Aphra and be like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I don't. Even I mean, Darth Vader is usually pretty solid. And even that, sometimes I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. The only one that occasionally grabs me is Hyperspace Stories. Hyperspace Stories has been super fun, too. The Dark Horse stuff has been really good. Yeah. Uh, Strange Academy with the amazing Spider-Man. He's so amazing, that man of spider. Man, that spider is amazing. He's so great. 
tear us apart. Yes. Tear us apart, we'll love us again. Love will tear us apart. That's the third song I've butchered this tear podcast. Tear us apart, we'll love us again. <laughs> uh, Enfield Gang Massacre, number one, second printing. Second printing. Uh, if you missed it, like the first one, like me. And we have probably the biggest release of this week. That is going to be a little thing called Transformers. Not to be confused with the uh, European version, Transformers. That's it. You're fired. Going, you're going to jail for that. I'm fired. <laughs> That's the second time I told that joke to Tristan. Today. That joke you made, you go to jail now. Yes. Uh, but he, here's the thing. This is a really good comic. It's all yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson yeah. art. The only the only and other writing. person is Mike Spicer, who's doing the coloring, and mm-hmm. he's a great colorist for this stuff. Yeah. And he's also a big. I think That's he's good. a big transformer. I will fan. say more transformers perish in it than I was expecting. That is a thing with transformers, especially the oh. Japanese versions of this oh. stuff. Like, transformer casualties are disturbingly high. I mean, oh. American kids going to see the Transformers movie when they were like, "Yay, I love Transformers!" The first six fucking minutes of that movie is just Autobots getting slaughtered. Oh wow! And it's sad Rough. it's weirdly sad it's, there's it's something weird. about robots dying that makes me sad i don't know what it is yeah that's like the whole plot of wall-e right like, exactly it's, like, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like seven wall-e's in <laughs> oh man uh, it's funny for me because i'm not a transformer person i don't i never read the comic i never read the yeah, play yeah. with toys i never watched the cartoon or the movie or any of that stuff so like i'm in this for daniel warren johnson so yep. i was like it's good it's fun but it was interesting to me to kind of like oh that's what this is about or that's uh, this guy's i do wish one thing is that i wish that he clearly showed the bad guy like remember i remember i had one transformer toy it was a tank and when you stuck your finger on the um the sticker it revealed that he was a bad guy (laughs) i wish they would do that i absolutely and so i do do wish that every bad guy had that cool clear label where i knew okay that's a bad guy because they're basically all look the same yeah they do not have i mean this is that is interesting because it did not really this was not something that like he mentions on one point the guy is like with the wings the the plane he's like i have this marking on my wings and so but like they never show the marking they show so, it a little bit. Maybe they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I the, should say they never the, show. Yeah, the Decepticon versus the the Autobot logos are very similar to somebody who doesn't isn't like a fan. Yeah. yeah. So I can see Coming absolutely. It, being, like, oh, this guy's bad. Yeah. Why are they killing? I don't understand. I don't understand. Why do you shoot that robot in the face? Why Why you shoot that robot in the face? Why are you doing it? Don't do that. Uh, I gotta say, this is the best representation of. I know this is a weird thing to say, but the best representation of the difference in weaponry hmm. of Transformers was in this because there's a big firefight in the middle of it. Like they, the thing that Void Rivals does, where it's like, "What is this about? There's nothing going on. I don't know what's happening." The flip side of that is this Transformers comic where it's just explosions and shit blowing up, and you know, like it is constant action and very fun. Um, it's it's great. <laughs> I will say one, one missed opportunity. What's that? And that is that in the first one where you see one of them transform, which I won't say who it is or when it happens. Yeah, they yeah. do a sideways panel. Yes, just like go sideways, which is effective. Yep. But what I would have done, were I in charge of this Transformers thing, is I would have had pop up 
<laughs> so that like when it so the comic actually transformed that would be amazing and then boom and it's like a huge thing of the transforming robot like how there's a missed opportunity right there you know that is even a fold out would work i gotta say but a pop-up a transforming cover as a novelty for mm. this for this series going forward where it legitimately like it folds out in a mildly complicated way but not super complicated what if it had uh f- panels that opened and re- like so you remember those yes. things that was like a, there would be three and you could yep. make different faces out of like the different combinations yeah. what if it was like that but That'd it was the amazing. way you could make different robot you could make like an optimus prime with like a megatron chin i'd be so into that i i am surprised that they're not trying something a little more fun like that yeah i mean they, they clearly have the money yeah yeah they are not fucking around on this series they got that walking dead money they got that walking dead money and it is really good like this is a yeah, comics fun here's the thing i as a child was aware of transformers i enjoyed them i loved the, the toys i have liked some of the stuff that's gone on I've watched the the Transformers movies. I've hated every one of them, with the exception <laughs> of Bumblebee, which reminded me of the the original source material. I thought that was fun. I haven't seen the new one, so I guess I haven't seen all of them. But uh, it's cool. I yeah. really I really dug this, and I'm gonna keep reading this Transformers comic, which seems like an right. odd thing for me to say. So yeah. there you go. I hope that it I hope that it keeps the spirit of that last week's. Um, number two came out the Godzilla war for humanity, which is my favorite, like licensed property comic of right now. Um, and I hope that this comic keeps the focus on the people around the transformers as much as Mm. it does about the transformers themselves. Cause it gets lost in the weeds of the transformers and their personalities and their home plan or whatever. Like the thing that makes the comic good is when there's an overall theme that relates to something that you understand as yes. a reader, but then also like you have like, I don't know. I just like, I think like I could see myself not sticking. If like Warren Johnson stops drawing it, like I could see myself dropping this, but that said, if it's really good, I'll stick with it. Who knows? I'm, I'll I'm, give it the chance. I'm interested because there, there is definitely with this and with like a Godzilla comic, oh, the there's Godzilla always, comic so good. <laughs> there's always the problem of how much do you concentrate on the big monster? Yeah. Because if it's too little, it's like, why am I watching a Godzilla movie? Right. I want Godzilla in my Godzilla movie. Uh, and if it's constant Godzilla, you're like, okay, I think I'm inured. And then the size no longer, like the scope of the right. thing that you're seeing is no longer impressive. If all you're seeing is Transformers all the time, you're like, well, then why is this weird? Now they're just Transformers and they're just like people. Yep. If you see it from a human perspective, you're like, oh, shit, these things are giant, weird fucking aliens. Yeah. That's crazy. That's fun. I don't know. Uh, I I see it from both sides, and I, I can see that it is a precarious yeah. tightrope. It is a, it to, is, it is a balance. And I will say that that Godzilla comic is just like has the balance. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that one figured out. Does. It is so goddamn good. And the, anyway, the Transformers is good, too. So cool. Uh, yeah. Untold Tales of I Hate Fairyland with a Walking Dead cover here. This is a, uh, they're doing a bunch of image homages to Walking oh. Dead. You got a bunch of characters from that series that people, I guess, like still. Gotcha. Uh, we've got the reprint with a fractalized cover 
of yeah what's Vimparella. the deal with that it's that's not the cover of the that's not co- the original cover the original cover was a frazetta well, why why is it fractalized I don't know because they've already released a version of it that was not. Oh, that's maybe I don't fucking know. I think I bought that, and now I bought this again. Think what? I got to remember what comics I buy. I I can't tell you. Oh man, that Tom Sutton art is so fucking. It's so good. Love it's it. So good. This this comic is so great. Yeah. Uh, Vampirella Dead Flowers is out this week. This is actually not Does bad. Team up with the Rolling Stones and sing some blues rock songs about. Yes, the super offensive, uh, <laughs> racially insensitive songs. Um, no, but I this, didn't look at this one. This, the art is weird in this one, but uh, but I thought it was cool. It's it's a much rougher version of a. Oh. It like it. It's like kind of like Lemire-ish. It in is, a way. and it also kind of calls to mind an original Vampirella comic, like yeah, a from bit. the from the Goodwin kind of era. So yeah, I liked it. I thought it's cool. Oh, I mean, cool. it's no Venom Annual number one. <laughs> oh yeah, where he fights Deadpool. 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 If you like Deadpool and you like Venom, guess what? You get that. Yeah. And if you like Walking Dead, you'll like Walking Dead Deluxe number 72, yes, which is a comic book that's out this week. And and the newsprint edition of Walking Dead number 1. Yeah. Check that shit that's out. It's cool. It it's is so when you you pick up a whole stack and it weighs like the same God, amount as so like light. two regular Walking Dead comics. It's <laughs> like if they would just switch back to this, then I would not hurt constantly yeah. all, all the time whenever yeah. I'm moving stuff you around. are literally because paper the, the paper they use mm-hmm. in comics is basically part plastic and part clay and you are literally moving like the equivalent of like CD cases uh, and like uh, oh, yeah. like that of what else rocks it's, yeah, it's like it's like moving National Geographic's. It's very fucking when, heavy. When I was like, when I picked up that stack of the newsprint, and then Enfield comic as well is is on newsprint, and it's like you pick up a stack of them, and it's like this weighs literally nothing. It's so awesome. Yep. Uh, we have here X Men number twenty seven. Yeah, they. Uh, I like the art in this. I liked this comic. I mean, I'm really I'm loving X Men right now, so that's. Yeah, that's no secret. I really like what's happening with the story, and I, uh, I also really like Juggernaut as a good guy. I like Juggernaut. I like seeing Juggernaut. I like that he's there. I like I that like, he hangs out. I like. I like, that he's... I like seeing him care whether Cyclops he's a lived now. or died. Yeah, I he's, think he's a mutant now. Is he? Yeah, I guess so. I guess they decided that he's a mutant. I mean. It, there's there's it seems to be some retcon going on here because uh he tries to explain the gem of Sidorak in this one mm-hmm. and he's like I literally have the vein the the, the gem in my veins. Oh. And it's like okay, what's that? I don't know what that means. And then there's a spoiler about something else about it later on in the issue that is like I don't think you can do that. I think According to the original version, Sidorak chooses who he, like, it's literally like a, it's not, it doesn't matter that you picked up the thing. Picking it up is only the smallest part of it. It's literally being granted this fucking Doctor Strange level demon Mm -hmm. gives his power to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you can't just be like, oh, now I have the the gem, sucker. 
but that is kind of how they used to do it though i guess they did because they did that with colossus during uh fear itself yeah and he became he became the juggernaut i I do definitely not understand how sewing cyclops's eyes shut makes his powers not work but it that's not that's not the point uh, the, the, he, it's, they well, poke his eyes out. No, because wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just do that? Uh, if you're gonna go to the trouble of sewing his eyes shut, why leave him there in the first place? Because if he, if you save him, then he explodes and kills everybody. That's the, he's a trap. He's a. Oh no, I got that. But like in terms of like Cyclops, like you got Cyclops as a prisoner, and in your deal is you want Cyclops not to blast you with his optic face, mm-hmm. so you sew his eyeballs his eyelids together which is what they've done but instead i'm positing that oh, perhaps sure. it might be a better solution to actually poke his eyes out i i think you might be right if the eyes are i mean maybe that the would maybe that would soul. maybe if you poke the eyes out then it would just be a flood of sop, cyclop Cyclopean, <laughs> Cyclopean flood of energy or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not sure. I, pu- I, I puzzled over that probably a little bit too much because mainly because the cover is Cyclops. With but it also looks eyelids. fucking dope when he has his eyes on <laughs> shut. But uh, X Force number forty five is out. Yep. X Force is still great. Uh, I still fall, like that one. Uh, fall of X number sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Immortal X Men number sixteen. That is. Uh, I didn't read this one. Oops. Uh, that one I, is is hard to process for me. Uh, X Force is less hard to process for me. So yes, that's the one. That's enough. the X Men current comic that I hate the least. <laughs> Immortal has been the one that I've enjoyed really pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. Immortal, I, I've really liked Red. I've liked Immortal. I like X Force, and honestly, the ongoing regular X Men series has been great. So, or I have liked it. Listen, I this is one of those things where, you know, using uh, using language specifically to not s- quantify art as good or bad is yeah. something that I try my hardest to do, and I still fail constantly. No, and, it's important, and I use. It's important to remember. Just because you don't like it doesn't right, mean it's exactly. bad. Exactly, and that's that is something that I struggle with yeah. as well. Um, and I and I do try very hard to be like. Um, but I also then bristle when people do it to me when I like I'm like I really like this comic and someone's like that comic is hideous. Well, and it's right, like, but well, that's... but it's not to me. I right. enjoy it, and, and I don't need you to fucking come well, piss on my fucking and that's why, joy. And that's why that the language is important. Yeah. And it really is. Like this is just something that I've had a hard time with my whole life because I, you know, especially growing up fucking punk rock, mm. you know, like there's that whole thing where it's like anything I don't like fucking sucks, <laughs> you know, and anybody that likes it is a jerk and I don't like them and I should probably get into a fight with them. Yeah. And it's like, that is obviously a stupid way to live your life. It's yeah. an incredibly stupid way to live your life. Yeah. And, uh, and just in general, especially when you're dealing with art, it is subjective, yeah. regardless of what it is. Even Absolutely. if it's even if it's an X Men comic, even if it's a Scooby Doo comic, yeah. even if it's any country Don't musician, matter. it does not matter. Just because I find modern country music insulting to my intelligence, <laughs> that does not mean that it is not valid, and it also doesn't mean that it really is insulting. Because if you're going to tell me that just because the song Tequila Mockingbird is very stupid, and the lyrics are dumb that it's any dumber than Sheena as a punk rocker. I honestly, I can't, 
I can't go with you on that because Ramon's lyrics are stupid too, and they're my oh, yeah. favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And so, uh, you know what? I mean, there you go. You're also a fan of the Misfits, who also I, have stupid who lyrics. Who have really fucking stupid <laughs> lyrics, and and they do the thing that I criticize a lot of things. Like I would criticize death metal for sometimes, where it's just like. Oh, you're you're a thesaurus band, where it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, you fa- oh you 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 found the word episiotomy and so you used it in the song. Great, yeah. cute, uh, but like, uh, you know, well, just because it's out there doesn't mean you have to like it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you have but to. But it also doesn't shit mean you have it. to shit on it either. either. And and that is that is the truth. And it is. It's don't, so frustrating. Don't yuck my yum. As much yeah. as I don't want to read an Alan Scott comic where he spends three pages like naked with a dude, like, and I say that like that even the the the, the like it's just that I don't want to read a comic where people if, are naked in bed. Like I just right. like I don't yeah, like. Yeah. I, don't, no, it, I mean, and, and into... never say never, but it's just like I don't know. Like there's just like a certain. So I don't. I, I I'm digging myself a Here's, little bit of a hole here, no. but I'm just like. I, Okay. It's just not what I'm looking for, but it doesn't mean it's bad and it doesn't mean I need to shit on it. It just right. means that I don't spend my money on it and I don't read if it. If you were if you were reading those Jim Lee issues from the those Jim Lee X-Men issues from the it was Jim Lee, right, who did all the like like it's Psylocke and she's naked, but she's got a wisp of smoke. Right. You know all that shit, like those things that were like when you are 14 and you read the comic, you're like, this is the greatest comic I've ever read in my life. That's going to be somebody who's reading that Alan Scott comic. Who's going to be like, he's naked the whole time. This is the greatest comic I've ever read in my whole life. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, I, it sure, is like representation is important. But it's so also, like having like a, but like, I just like, I feel it's like funny that it's like scummy representation. Cause it's the same as like, it's, it's that same kind of like Jim Lee, sexy lady representation. It's or scummy sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the word I should be looking for. Yeah. But that's great. Yeah, I mean, everybody it's like get everybody your get your like, shit. but like that said, like there was that comic last week, the um, holy shit, where it was like, and as much as like I'm not gonna read that comic, that comic was fucking awesome. Like, I don't feel like, and it had awesome fucking. It had lots <laughs> of fucking, like lots of it, but like that, like it's not my bag, but it's like it, it was, it was, it was treated differently. Um, yeah. I don't know, whatever. It's exactly it's, the nuances it's neither, of like right of naked here. white dudes in comics yeah, there's <laughs> but like whatever exactly uh it's it, it is interesting but again it's it's all about it's all about just understanding that art is art and, and just because it's not for you doesn't just mean it ain't for you doesn't mean there ain't an audience and doesn't mean it's bad and that even counts for things that really piss me off and that was why i that's why I brought up modern country music. Oh, for cool. some reason, I find it very grating. You just really like that. Don't try that in a small town song. And so you wanted to defend it. <laughs> That's a, that is a tough one to defend as art that is okay, but you know what? No, I'm I mean, gonna... it's not because it's hateful music, unfortunately. Like, that's what makes that different. It's not that it's like... Bad, that, that does, badly formed yeah, pop the, music. It's that it's like full of hate yeah. and full of negativity, and that's that's yeah. why you should reject it. <laughs> and it's also it's also a song based on a bad political take, uh, <laughs> you know. Yes, and I also by I don't know also very much by somebody it. who ran away from a fucking shooting. <laughs> so uh, I don't know anything about it. Be honest, I know it exists as a gross. cultural uh, touch touchstone. Touch point. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, 
comics comic books are something else so don't read comics in a small town uh, what about uh, any other it. notable trades i mean we talked about some of the notable trades what uh, about that futurama one Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, there's a, I don't know if that's technically this week or last week, but oh, uh, either way. I didn't way, see it last week. There is a Futurama comic out, which is a, an Xmas comic, and it's written by Matt Groening, I think. Oh, cool. I think it's literally, uh, maybe it's ghost written, but it says it's written by Matt Groening in the solicit. Neat. So that's cool. Yeah. And it is, it's a kid's book. It's basically like a Futurama kid's book about Xmas, and it's, you know, goofy and over nice. the top and very Futurama-y. And cool. that new season of Futurama still rules. Oh, is it good? Futurama's still great. Nice. That's good to know. It's very much less about uh, the sad dog episodes. So, uh, mm. That one have, is very sad. They have accepted that they need to not do any more sad dog episodes, so I appreciate <laughs> that. Anyway, uh, i got to edit this son of a bitch and get this thing out of here, yeah. so I'm going to sign off. We are rambling. And, uh, yeah. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening and uh, rate and review and all that stuff. Like us. Watch the videos if you want to. Subscribe to our video feed. Subscribe to our news newsletter. Check out oh, the Funbox Monster podcast as well. Out, check that out. We're do we did uh, Ghoulies. I think we're doing <laughs> something. We're doing Slaughterhouse Rock this week. Uh, soundtrack by Devo. Ooh, what? Yeah, and uh, also. There's there's our screening of Blood Diner yeah. coming up at the end of October. Please go to that. We're making a bunch of merch for that. We're going to do like screen printed posters and things. And uh, please do it. It's a big deal. Even if you're like somebody who's like, eh, I don't know if I like horror movies. It's going to be a fun time. We're all going to show up and it'll be a blast. So yeah. come out, represent, show that you want fun, silly things, even if it might not be your thing. Represent so that we can have the idea that there's still things that we want to do that we yeah. want to actually keep trying definitely because uh well, man, it's, it's the season for a for film can it can i plug my thing yes. that, uh the uh on friday the 13th at the state theater is damnation land and uh i did the credits music for it congratulations so my, my music will be on stage at the state theater in the only way i can get it there which is in the credits of a film festival that's awesome uh, but whatever i'm pretty psyched that they decided to use it uh, and so that's coming up that's and really awesome that's friday the 13th nice friday the 13th damnation and, land and uh, then after you can if you get the, the go to that only if you are also gonna go to a blood diner yes also that's my that's my ask one of one of my favorite things uh i don't know it's i think it just speaks to how awesome the people who run damnation land are somebody came across and did a uh, a poster somebody said oh wouldn't it be cool to do the baphomet with a moose mm. and they did it and they were like and then somebody was like hey you know that's kind of a thing already with a particular brand and they kind of have the market on that and it's Coast City's thing and maybe don't use the Baphomet thing and I got an email from the person who ran the thing and she was like I'm so sorry we mm. didn't know and I was like hey I don't make t-shirts and we're cool man yeah like that's totally fine you you are very cool about it and awesome and I like those people yeah no all so, the producers are really good including my my wife oh yeah yeah <laughs> and she's one of them and the uh, yes, the person who like runs it, runs it, who like gets Alan? the uh, no. the McKenzie, woman McKenzie, McKen McKenzie. yeah, uh, yes, uh, she's awesome as yeah. well. She's the one that contacted me, and she also, uh, I feel terrible because I got her involved in a film project with somebody who was 
a total dick to her and i was like oh i'm so sorry i mean i feel like anyone who takes on a film project is running the risk of getting involved with someone who's going to be a dick to you yes yeah it's fair but i mean (laughs) at least at least it's a risk i don't know how strong a risk but it seems from the stories i've been hearing to be at least a solid risk sure is Anyway, anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Bye.